Hey, my loves. Okay, so this is pretty crazy cool. Um, it is actually just 12.50. It's just a little past midnight. And I just woke up. But, um, uh, I was sleeping. But when I just woke up, it was like a realization that, um, part of the, the content, um, I was listening to the, the... Here's the breakdown. Their, I guess, philosophy would be that, you know, part of your purpose is is um, having children and being in a in a union. Right. Um, and so if you're a woman that doesn't have children or in, are in a relationship, yeah, that can that that can probably trigger you um and so for me freedom and purpose um at this stage of my life means something completely different to someone that um has children i think and or are in a in a relationship i think i try to walk <laughs> around tiptoe around you know I understand the urge for younger women to want to have a family and figuring that dynamic out. Um, I also understand the urge for you to be in a relationship, right? Um, And so the same way that um, it's easy for me to project that happiness means being single just... I remember what it felt like to, you know, kind of cross over from pursuing it just just like everyone else, right? Wanting the family, wanting the kids, but you get to a point where you kind of realize, you know what? It, it and especially I think though, and and everybody's uh, experience is so different, right? Especially how the things ended for me. Um, in the last relationship, it just really took a toll on me, right? Um, and so purpose to me, um, and and I think I even empathize even more with, with women who, can you imagine it it has this, this, this really... (laughs) This really is uh, an experience that I think I'm still going to kind of back off a little bit and kind of wait until that December timeline. But it it makes me think about the things that we do that women have talked about all the time, where it's kind of like you want to have the children, even the, the stories I was listening to earlier today about choosing to be a single mom, right? Um she was fortunate enough and this is actually so cool it's coming together now too because one of my biggest fears is that when you start to make more money you can have more access to different things and um it's easy to kind of touch lose touch with what everyone else is going through right and um so with the story i was listening to of the 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 woman that decided to be a a single mom and she chose to go the IVF route not everyone 
can choose to do the IVF route, right? There are women that are in marriages that cannot physically have children and don't have the financial means to do it, right? And what does purpose mean for them? Does that mean, okay, well, you are not able to physically have a child. What is your purpose? What is your point of being here? Like, you know, just go off yourself or something like, um, or I think even with relationships, I, I have seen what it means for me to, to pursue it. Right. And I, I do believe some people have a little bit more thicker skin and they can, um, you know, kind of push through the energy a little bit more. Um, I think it's it's kind of funny too because even compared to some of the um, content creators I listen to, some of them are like good and done. They're like, listen, I'm not doing relationships anymore. I understand it. I think I just need a break. I just need a hiatus um, to just kind of just revisit life from a standpoint that I never did before because all up and through this point it's kind of like preparing my life myself to have children preparing myself to be in a relationship right and so when those things don't work out who are you outside of your title who are you outside of your income who are out you outside of your relationships you know kind of toyed with the idea of what does it mean to be a mother versus a spiritual mother right to still have maternal instinct right um i've done podcasts before where we kind of explore how there are so many different types of soulmates right your children can be your soulmates your partner can be your soulmates your you can have people that have common interests that are soulmates people from you know, if you have a life walk where you have a certain volunteer work, right? And you have a passion for for certain things. So, I think that, you know, just pushing past that a little bit more, um, it's like relationships mean something different, right? It's not just... Um, and I think that men kind of could go through the same thing too, right? That, um, yeah, it would be good and nice for you to have, you know, children and to pass on your name and to be in a relationship and to keep a wife or something like that. But what is purpose is, is, is if, um, is it only tied to you having children you know, type of a thing. Um, I think one of the other things that came up too is can you, do you have purpose outside of those titles? That's the question. I think um, the other thing that came up is can you be a well-rounded person um, implying that if you don't have children, you're just not going to ascend. If you don't have um, a partner, you're not going to ascend. I, you know, so then does that mean like someone that has been widowed, they just stop ascending? They just, that's it. It's like, well, and so you get into another relationship so you can continue to ascend. Uh, you're, mm, 
Because if that's what I need to do, then I'll just... <laughs> I mean, and then, then, so then the question kind of becomes, well, if my purpose as a woman is to have children, then I can do the children thing. And like I said, I think I understand a, I'm a little bit more empathetic to understanding because myself, including other people, will say, well, I don't understand how you can have... It's easy for you to have children, but not... Uh, uh, commit to that person. I totally get it. I I get it now because, um, it's easy to love an extension of yourself, and yeah, sometimes it can be difficult. I think about how, um, I could have ventured to have children before this, right? Um, and I was intentional about making sure that I had children before I got married. There are a lot of stigmas about that. Um, and I think if I hadn't mentioned before too, there are so many stories of women who have children. I mentioned that there was, um, one of the stories that came up single by choice was, um, or I think it was single moms. It wasn't single by choice. It was single moms was her story is titled single mom to 60 unit, um, landlord. Right. And, uh, I didn't click on it because my time was a little bit sensitive and I wanted to just push through some of the content that was more would resonate with where I am in life. And so, but yeah, children can inspire you to not just only thrive for yourself, for, for them, but for yourself, you know, to, to heights you never knew before. Um, right. So. I think another thing that plays a role, and and sometimes you kind of have to identify this, because I think if you're kind of like me, you do have a plethora of people that you listen to, and you kind of have to figure out, well, what are their core beliefs and what are their core values? What can I take that resonates with me, and what doesn't match what we, you know, is similar? So that being said, I don't, I grew up Orthodox Christian, very strict you know, from sunset to sunset, no TV, no jewelry, no makeup. Um, we don't expose our bodies, you know. Um, so that meant like long skirts be- above below the knees. Um, we're not showing cleavage and, and shoulders and, you know, not, not, no makeup, like I said, nail polish, jewelry, um, you know, careful of the music and the content we consume, not tied up in materialism type of, that's just a simple life. We pay attention to what we eat, what we put in our bodies type of a thing. Um, so, but grew up Christian, you know, and so much so to the point that even when I became an adult and moved out on my own, I would still wake up and go to to Sabbath school and church and without my parents having to tell me because it just became an ingrained part of my life, right? Um, But I've moved away from that Christian model, right? And I've talked about how, in my opinion, there are things that um, view the woman as a, just as a vessel, right? Um, I don't think that they're in favor of the woman. So if I'm listening to someone who identifies as Christian and, then upholds those things, it it can become a little bit of a clash. So 
there are things that that resonate and there are things that are other there's other content creators that um I've listened to like one of them she's like man um I do agree with the sense of community but I'm like I don't want to share if I ever ever get in another relationship I do not want to share my companion with anyone else I feel like it would mess with my pH balance and um it's just not worth it to me right but I can still listen to the um um the mental stimulation aspect of it so it's up to me to decide okay am I just gonna um kind of pay attention to what are the things that I need so when it comes to content about um wealth I can listen to those if it has to do with dating like I said I I I just am not in a space where I feel like I'm tied to who I am with you know it just so happens that I don't have children and I think about you know part of it was me projecting like I'm happy being single I'm not tied down but at the same time, I'm going to be careful that I'm not projecting that just because you have a husband and you have children that you are tied down. I think what the distinction comes down to is, um, are you happy, right? Are you happy? Because um, I've heard both sides of the spectrum and I'm my own entity also. So um, I don't have children. I've seen, like I said, families or women that have had, <clears throat> you hear them in the chats, they're like, well, they raised their three kids on their own and they all went on to be like doctors and happily married, okay? Um, so I, I know that there are people out there. I've also heard, you know, women that there are some that will never um, leave my mind. I think like the one young lady just two weeks ago, she was on TikTok and you could tell she was stressed TF out her. She had the baby crying in the background. She had a two a two-year-old and a three-year-old. So she had been pregnant for 18 months. Back to back, no relief. The the fathers are not present and still working, putting a roof over their heads and you know, food on their table food on the table. And that was very stressful for her, right? I think that there are relationships um that uh I think I, I mentioned this before ah, I I can still she used to be an actress um and she lives in Italy now with her husband and she has two children and that is what I would wish for those people that want to be in union you know um in a relationship where you're cherished where you are loved where you are treated like a not necessarily equal, but as as for a woman, and they're confident in them being a a man, and, and the things that come with that being a successful relationship, and both of you enjoying parenting, you know, and 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 you know, as much as people don't really like to talk about it, money does play a role on quality of life. It doesn't make you happy, but if you are not tied down with the stresses of the world of um. You know, you, if you are able to stay at home and watch your children grow and, and hands on um, with them and be able to provide and not have them coming home and, you know, crying because of, you know, 
the the clothes that they wear or don't wear or you know being able to send them with their friends to go to different places and have a nice house that they're not all those things play and take a toll on relationships right um sometimes having to push yourself to go to work because if you miss one or two days or three days because you're sick you know um and it affects your your income and now you're set back and now it you know that's one time out of the year and you keep that pattern you know where you're just taking a toll those things spill over into your relationships into your chill with your children with your significant other um but that being said there's the other side of the spectrum where there are you know i am aware that there are women that i i'll never there's another um woman that just recently i had heard she is in a relationship where her husband um got ill and but and you would think and I've talked about this before too I said you know if I were and it's funny because I think it's different if you're considered a quote-unquote ugly woman versus a quote-unquote ugly man but if I were an ugly man I think but this is me from a woman's perspective I would try to make sure that I treat the person that I'm with you know, I would put them on that pedestal. And I think that that's an old wife's tale because that's not how it really plays out. And you have to be realistic because a lot of times they project their insecurities onto you, right? But I remember um, this woman was saying, yeah, he is completely verbally abusive. And she was at her wit's end. It was really sad to hear, you know? So, um, could, would I tell her to try to work it out, you know, try to, um, try to, and I, and it's funny because after I had heard her say that too, I remember I was somewhere and, and there was this, um, she was a relatively younger woman and she was pushing this guy and it, it, she could have been the nurse it's quite possible. But I mean, this guy, she was probably, she was a petite, she was petite and she was probably a good I would say like five, 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 six, right? But on the very slim side, and the guy was older, yeah, probably say like in his 30s, and um, he was like maybe like a good, but he was in a wheelchair. And so she's pushing him now, mind you, she's like tied down, his wheelchair is all, has all this stuff on it, and she has a backpack and she's just like behind the thing so she pushes him out of the door and um he's like push harder essay I was like that was the sentiment that was coming behind it. and then she's like oh I gotta go close the door and then like and no appreciation it's just kind of like and I so I'm aware that um I think the phrase that came up was you know um relationships can feel like slavery. I've never heard the term that relationships are slavery. I've heard the sentiment that sometimes it can feel like you're tied down, right? So the woman that is on the TikTok with the babies crying in the background, the two and the three-year-old, and she's at her wit's end. Um, I think that it's not so much that it's the children or the people, but sometimes the dynamics of it. And I think that um, where there can be a splitting of hairs, because understand, remember I started talking about how 
waking up and just realizing, well, you know what? We have two different schools of thought. I don't think that my purpose is tied to me birthing a child or being in a relationship and being uh, someone's wife. I don't think my purpose is tied to that. I think it would enrich my life, right, um, under the right circumstances. And so, but with that being said, um, some people, including myself, to the degree, and I even, it's in my bio, in my bio, I put, you know, I've already done that part. I've already done the part where, you, um, you know, date, um, it didn't result in children, but it's not something that I'm going to continue to actively pursue. And I think even at this life stage, right, because you, you have different life stages um, where it's kind of like, you know what, I'm, I'm at peace with not not having to be someone's mom or um, someone's wife. And I think even with my my friends, they have kids, <clears throat> and thankfully, thank God, they're happy. You know, but um, that doesn't mean that they need to become single like me. What would what I would want for them is if they were in relationships where um, there are women that are being subjugated. I think some of it has to do with religion. You know. Um, or the male patriarchy, where when you really start to unpack relationships, there, yeah, there are happy relationships. There are relationships where there are people who um, love their wives, and um, in the sense of, because there's that word, right? What, what, what is love, and who is capable of love, and what does it look like, and can they be empathetic? But um, there are men who. Um, are higher vibrational, but you also have, um, when you listen to the stories of, of women, right? So outside of yourself and you are reduced to, you know, can you cook? Can you clean? Um, I want to have a junior is another thing that you hear. Um, and then you see how it manifests into, you know, being left a single mom. Um, and and it's not so much that I think that I have to, it's going to be interesting for me to, to look at what it means for single mothers versus um, the whole idea of you're just, in a sense, left to, to struggle with that. And so... Uh, t- there's lots of women that say they love their children. That is very evident. And they enjoyed that part of their life, you know. Um, and so there are ideals, right? But not everybody lives that that reality, right? I was talking earlier about how can it be possible that there's two realities? Can it be possible that there are people who are in happy unions? Yes. Um, you know what this is reminding me of? This is reminding me of the conversation where I started to notice that sometimes um and and and, and you have to kind of or I'm not trying to boss you around <laughs> but I think for me what helps is I have to re- try to be intentional 
to make sure that I'm not using a broad stroke for just because, and I, I try to <laughs> preface this in my videos, but or my podcast, but it's like, I understand I grew up with a certain point of view. So sometimes it can mean that um, it, it, it colors how I view certain things and it comes out, it comes out, right? But am I the one, am I me um do i represent 100% of black women or do i represent 1 out of 10 am i in the minority or do i represent the majority because when we start to have these conversations then it's kind of like well um what what if all of us have a different purpose in life right um what if my strengths, you know, are health and wealth. And my purpose is to um, figure that aspect out for myself and for my family and kind of share little things that I hear. Even it's so cool because even the one of the environments that I go to, like I said, it's really cool to be around people who are health conscious, health conscientious and, um, sharing tips that are really great for your body and understanding how we, how to age, you know, um, as healthy and vibrant as possible, you know, um, does that mean that it's my niece's purpose? That's her purpose. Cause if, if we all had the same purpose, I think even as all as women, we would all have the same rising star and we would all have the same Venus and we would have all seem to have the same houses and we would all, um, it would be cut and paste, right? It's like, okay, gender woman, gender have children, gender be in a union. And so we are all cut and paste. We are all going to have the same rising star, ascending star. And, um, right. So it wouldn't like, it'd be kind of like, if you wanted to kind of water it down a little bit like yeah you can have your personality that's cute or whatever you could be scorpio capricorn you know um pisces leo aquarius um taurus or whatever but your rising star all of us would have the rising star which would be you know and, and all our houses would be the same you know because all of us have different houses and well we all have the same 12 houses but for us we and and it's even interesting because even right now um it this random lady popped up on my um youtube on my youtube and it was it was i know it was divinely um sent to timing and everything too but sometimes the the planetary placements affect all of us differently so some of the things even is it's kind of weird some of the things that um i'm judging and valuing right now our values on the family. What does that mean? Should I have a child? Is that my purpose? Should I um, actively pursue a relationship and have children? That Those are the things that are coming up for Scorpio Sun right now, right? November 23, uh, 2022. And for some other people, and I loved it too, because when I started to learn more about um, astrology, uh, it explained... It was almost so eye-opening because um, most of, two, two of my other friends are um, Libra. 
And I remember their reaction versus my reaction to stuff. And they're so unbothered. It's just so carefree, right? And I'm more of a fixed sign and I'm more of, but I also have water. So very sentimental type of a thing. And some things do bother me and some things do get to my core. Um, and, um, even when, when I look at my family, like I have, you know, across the board too, my dad, Libra, unbothered, um, my mom's a saggy, um, I have, so, but one of my brothers is a Leo, and he just goes through the most difficult situations, just happy, carefree, and I'm like, golly, if that was me, I would be just, I, I'm stressed out for him, right, but I don't know, I, I, uh, I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers, I think that just like any woman, you're going to be coming up against um, those questions. What is your purpose in life? And what? how comfortable are you with um, the idea? Because, and again, I think that part of it, I empathize. For me, it just, it didn't work out, right? It wasn't for a lack of trying. I've, I've shared it. I wanted the family, the kids, whatever. But what 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 happens with the woman that just physically cannot have children and financially cannot afford the IVF and you know has the 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 spouse and really wants the children right? Or what if you do meet someone and you end up being widowed or or stuff like that or that type of thing and 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 so. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things like if I just go to the pearly gates and I'm like, listen, they're like, you were supposed to have those five kids and those, um, and be in a relationship. That's your, that was supposed to be your purpose. I would have been like, fuck, well, got that wrong, but I'm definitely not going back to earth. <laughs> and it's funny because, um, I was listening to a podcast that they'll know who it, who, who it was. Or if you're listening to their stuff, you'll know who it is. But both of them were like, I'm not coming back. I was like, listen, I was laughing too. I'm like, I'm not coming back either. <laughs> the I'm good. You know, um, I think that, uh, I don't know. It just, it just is what it is. And I think, um, yeah, I'm just going to go back to bed, back to sleep um, but it was really cool. Just, I, I thought it was almost four in the morning. So I fell asleep and then I just woke up and it was like, that was the answer. It's like, listen, you are listening to someone who you're in two different lanes. You know, you're not necessarily Christian. You're spiritual. They're Christian. They have a family. And I, I even talked about this too, because I understand it has to be difficult and, Sometimes I think even as a content creator, I have to kind of just stay in my lane and I understand I'm I'm going to attract people that resonate with me. And so it's going to be, a, a, a you know, a black woman, um, probably single, you know, and or young and trying to figure some stuff out. But and I know that there's lots of conversations about who men are, who boys are and that type of thing. I understand that my content probably triggers TF out of people that have boys right? I can't imagine. I've talked about how I even have 
in a far distant relationship, you know, my godsons. Not really hands on with them, but but what what does it mean for them to live a fulfilling life and to get their sense of purpose, right? And I would like to think that all of them are um, gonna be, you know, these upstanding citizens, right? And so, how do you give them the freedom to be who they, who they are, and to be shaped into who they they're gonna be? And um, and so sometimes I think what the takeaway would be is. As you're listening to people, sometimes you have to understand. And I get, because some of the, the language too is just kind of like, well, you're not in your life purpose, so you're just going to like, whatever. Listen, if that's the case, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um but I, I I think in my mind right if if we if if the collective purpose for women was to have children to birth children and, and this is this is the proverbial this is like the quintessential quintessential question right I think even when I think about uh, my my passage through the twin flame journey, you know, um, I think it served its purpose in its time and place. And I still think that there are elements out of that journey that are important to understand or add a little depth to how we view relationships. And one of the things I loved about those that um and I'm gonna go because I'm a little bit sleepy and I'm ready to go back to bed but is um the idea of a catalyst right the idea that and and it not being strictly you know sexual or um, romanticized right the idea that you are constantly meeting people along your journey that are going to give you some level of spiritual enlightenment and sometimes it's reciprocate reciprocal right where Sometimes both of you are teaching each other something. Sometimes you're teaching someone something. And sometimes they come in and teach you something. And once you learn the lesson, they go on their way. And in that, you also learn how to attach and detach from things, right? And and, and again, this just kind of goes to why I am not really inclined to believe that all of us have a cut and paste purpose of... Um, even though we're women to have children and to be in the union and our soul assignments have to be different because when I talk about even for my natal chart, I have fixed elements in there. And so, but the the cons of fixed elements is codependency, staying in things that don't serve me because it's comfortable, right? And um, attaching and not being able to detach. And we don't own people that, I mean, you know, we, that, that's on a whole other level. There was, and it kind of blows my mind because there's some spiritual stuff that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get there. But we, we don't own people, you know, um, sometimes it can feel like, uh, 
I would say like my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, it was never mine to own, you know, and I wasn't made to be owned either. We And so I had to learn um, part of my soul assignment is how do you learn to detach and let go? And it allows me to like for the guys that I do allow into my space, it's healthier because we come in, we have the conversations, we dialogue, there's back and forth. And sometimes we can talk for a couple months. Sometimes it's just for a couple hours and we go our separate ways. Whereas in the past, it's kind of like, oh, we have something here. We are, our souls are connecting. Let's make this work. Let's go to the altar. Let's have children. No. No, I've had to learn, you know, part of your fixed is, yeah, hold on to what's good. But how healthy are you when it comes time to detach? And that means that you don't own people. And you and, and as much as I tell, say that my exes should kick rocks, at the end of the day, they served their purpose, right? They, and not in a way that they're to be used, right? Um, I don't really give them as much credit as I could, but I learned things from both of them. Part of my, you know, learning to be, what, what I'm capable of, of accomplishing here on earth came from my Scorpio ex, Never seen somebody at around my age level, because usually I've dated like older, right? Around my age level, just killing it, just a boss, just doing stuff. And he also understood his his personality and his strengths. And um, because our birthdays are two days apart, it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, it was really, really cool to see. But it made me walk different, um, talk different, approach things different. Um, and even with my last ex, I feel like (coughs) for as much as, as painful as it was to go our separate ways, I think that, you know, I've mentioned like, even just if, if I just gave him credit for him introducing me to the trading aspect of world of life, my family's life is forever changed because of that. If I were to take give you screenshots of just how much my family and I make income wise, <laughs> just off of that information, you know what I'm saying? Um, there were some things too, like spiritually that we talked about that were pretty deep that I think helped me and that was cool too, like the um he's Pisces and I never really understood my Pisces moon. Um until I, I talked with him. So it was cool. So it's like, I'm Scorpio. One of my exes is Scorpio. I'm Pisces. One of my... was, And not even really engaging with that information at that time of he's this and I'm that. But it helped me understand, you know, that spiritual depth or those types of conversations at that level, right? Obviously, it's easy for me to point fingers and be like, yeah, he still has to work on, you know, like the integrity part and you know, the promiscuity part type of thing. But um, for everything else, it's kind of like, okay, you know. And and that's why I think it kind of triggered me too when I was listening to that guy that's like, oh, I'm spiritual. I understand the modalities and um, human design and um, all this other stuff. So he was able to do the spiritual talk, but at the same time, it's kind of like, 
you can you can be on two different planes where it's kind of like, yeah, you can talk the spiritual stuff um, and you know the textbook version, but how do you apply it to your life, right? And I'm pretty sure if you probably ask them, they'd be like, no, that girl, she got on my nerves. I don't know, you know, it's more than likely. But um, yeah, even the more as I'm talking it through, it's kind of like, I don't, I'm not inclined to believe that all of us have the same purpose for women. I don't, I think that um, just the same way how we have different oracle cards with different women and maybe that, that, but I'm going to still take my break until December. But, you know, um, back when I used to pull oracle cards, there's like the, um, the goddess deck. Um, there's several goddess decks and there are so many cards. And even with the African goddess deck, there are so many goddesses. And as much as we might want to identify and worship with like Yami Ya, Osh, uh, um, and all the different, you know, uh, one of my favorite is um, Athena. Athena is one of my favorite goddesses. Um, I just fell in love with her, the goddess of war and strategy. But there are so many out there. And then and then you get to the point where you realize, like, what if I'm supposed to be my own goddess? What if one day someone's supposed to pull my card and say, OK, this is the inspiration that she left behind, you know, she, she was the goddess of health and wealth, right? Cut from my Virgo rising. And this is how she played it out. And the, the cool thing is, um, there's going to be another Oracle card woman that's going to have the same rising as me. But, be, you know, I'm Scorpionic. So deep, dark energy, you know, d going through these waves of deep depression, you know, and still being able to rise out of it and come back stronger. And part of what helps me is being able to analyze it and break it down like what's happening now and then move through it. I still have to move through the energy. I still feel like the, I just need to take a break. But I think, you know, there's going to be another uh, woman out there that represents an oracle where it's kind of like, yeah, she explores health and wealth, but she's um, Pisces, right? So she has more of a spiritual element or there's going to be another Virgo rising that's Aquarius. And so she's going to be creative, you know, and then now when you start to look at our houses, you're going to see that for some of our houses, some of us are going to be, you know, in union and some of us like even my chart, um, I mentioned this before, my my natal chart shows that I have can have a relationship later in life, later in life. So can you imagine me taking my natal chart and telling a 20 year old, you know, you are supposed to be having children? It's like, no, let's do your stay in your lane, right? And can you imagine, and I think even like when you look at it now, it's kind of like, okay, me trying to cram, if I had that information and, and sometimes I have to mother myself, if I had that information, you know, at a younger age, it would be easier for me to just navigate through and be like, okay, well, my partner's coming later in life. Let me just enjoy, you know, to the full, full breath what it means to just travel and study and 
move around a little bit and my my guy is going to come. And at that point, I will ascend. But I'm also sympathetic because I think that there are women out there that their natal chart, obviously, biologically, they cannot give birth to to physical children. And in a society where we're told <clears throat> that your purpose lies in being an MRS, right? And being married and being um, having children. How do you... You know, because I like to think of it as assignments. We we get to the pearly gates and it's like, well, what's going to be your assignment? And you're like, yeah, I want to be a woman in that can't birth children and um, kind of work through that that energy and what that means in a, in a time where, you know, everyone's going to be telling me that that's my only purpose. Girl, I thought mine was hard. I've talked about how for me, it's kind of like, I want an assignment to learn how to love myself. And it's like, okay, you're definitely going to have to be a woman. I'm like, okay, bet. And it's like, well, give me a, something a little bit more with a little bit more teeth in it. And it's like, well, you can come as a black woman and I'll be like, I'll take it. And it's like, okay, well, do you want to be kind of like, a, you know, certain? And I'm like, no, I want the dark skin, the big nose, the big lips. I also want to be tall. So most women are short, but I want to be tall. I want to be Amazonian. and But I really want parents that are going to put me through a, a Christian upbringing because it helps me understand spirituality a little bit more. Religion is a man-made construct, and so it's structured and it's um, uh, systematic in how they approach things. But it's really helped me, I think, with my spirituality, right? Because it's easier for me to kind of see the the hidden meaning or the the significance or what the lesson is behind the things that are happening around us. So I'm still grateful for that if I that's exactly how I would choose it, right? So to me, the my equiv- my spiritual equivalent would be a woman that's out there that's kind of like in this world that cannot physically birth children and is just kind of like, yeah, no, understanding that's a part of your assignment. So does that mean that now you adopt or you um have a surrogate, you know, children or do you look for ways to become a teacher, you know, or um, mentor or more involved with children in another way? What what does that mean? What is your purpose, right? And then I'm going to close out because we were talking about even the different houses, the different houses. Um, There's houses that have to do with family and values. And even with that, you have different degrees and we all are our own Oracle card. And I'm going to just kind of assert it's going to be my thesis. That's going to be my thesis that all of us have a different purpose. And how do we celebrate that? Because um, the same way how we have different cards, I might I might start pulling the same way how we have different cards, like you have the goddess of intuition, the goddess of um, like uh, fertility. Um, I'm thinking back to like, oh. Maybe maybe in the next day or two, y'all, I kind of have to just heal my energy a little bit. But maybe we can just kind of, if you're going through that kind of funky energy with me, we're going to go and pull those oracle cards of the goddesses. 
And I'm just going to pull all of them and you're going to see just how distinct they are and how different they are. And I want us to celebrate that. We all have a different purpose. And even back then, um, you know, I remember it was in, in, in the comedic also how the, the woman, she lost her, her husband. It was the love of her life. Like it was a beautiful, tragic love story. But she's still an oracle card and she still served a purpose, right? And it showed the depths of her love. And, um, you know, so yeah, y'all, <laughs> I'm going to go. I will talk to you later until the next one. Just if you don't see me for a couple of days, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, uh, you know, clearing some energy and I also need to f take my, start taking my real estate class, um, stuff. Whew. And then we have Thanksgiving and stuff coming up. So, all right, y'all. Bye. Okay, so post musings of a divine feminine here. Um, you already know how I do. I Sometimes I have the thumbnail before. Sometimes after I'm done recording, I'll get the thumbnail, work on the, the title and the description. So it's only been a couple minutes. But I, I think what I wanted you to take away from this podcast is a couple of things. Yeah, the thought process. Um kind of understanding the the conversations that are still happening in 2022 in terms of, you know, what is a woman and what is her purpose. But I also hope that you took away how to break down and analyze, you know, who you're listening to and not just content creators, but in life. And then you have to figure out what works for you. And there are some things that you are going to concede in and, and move forward with, but it's even things like, um, uh, and, and it doesn't make you angry or anything. I think it just makes you kind of understand things. And sometimes you have to take a step back. I remember one time, um, I did, it was an Oracle reading and I think the Oracle was about the Empress Mutt, uh, M-U-T or N-U-T. And I was, um, taken in by her headdress um, on her headdress, there was a, a vulture and I'm like, why would they, why would, a a woman, an empress royalty put a vulture on her headdress? And so I looked at the meaning behind it and what it came down to is the vulture is known for, um, going up to the heights, into the heights and having a kind of like a worldview, right? Able to take a, um, perspective that is not just within the confines of their reality. So it's not just through the views of their nest or what they see on the ground. When you step back in and ascend and go up and look at all of the moving parts and all of the the pieces, you get to see, you know, um, the bigger picture, bigger perspective. And like I said, it helps you understand the moving parts better. And with the vulture, it's able to go down and assimilate the areas that need to be cleaned up. I mean, the vulture is not the sexiest animal, right? All of us want to be like eagles and and this type of thing, although the eagle also does do the same thing. But 
they go and they look for where the death is, what's low frequency, and they go in and they target that. And even when they're ingesting it, it's kind of like breaking it down and eliminating that negativity from that um from that scene. And so here's kind of what was happening with me and, and some of the content I was consuming. It's even things like um one of the words that came up was like, well, um it's feminists who are trying to break down families. And even I think uh some of the podcasts that I did before I was talking about how um in freshman year of college we took the um class on feminism or like women and women's rights and stuff like that and they talked about it was interesting how the breakdown between and part of the reason why I think that really it's going to be difficult for there to be a sisterhood because it's things like you know um the the black women were behind the the feminist movement but the needs were different than the caucasian women and they ended up splitting and going separate ways because for the for the black woman who was coming off of the um end of slavery right and and being viewed as not equal to other people it's hard for can you imagine i want you to just go back and think about what it means if if the same conversations we're having now right um how do you provide for yourself outside of a relationship right how do you provide for your children outside of a relationship not all of us are going to have a husband and or a father who sticks around whether they pass away or they just don't want to be a part of the element so you are oh excuse me <laughs> you are <laughs> pardon me okay you are at the mercy of the people around you and so what was happening was for the black women it was we want remember women weren't even allowed to have a debit card right or or to have a a a card for uh to go to the bank couldn't drive couldn't vote you know those are the things that we have to love america for you know now in its current state but back then all all the women were getting smoke and so part of the feminist movement was how do I make sure that um cuz and, and I want to remember the timeline over to with the with the war right the first time that women were kind of allowed to go into the workplace was after the war here in America because who's going to put a roof over the kids head who's going to provide for food and a lot of those husbands did not come back home they perished so if a woman can't have a banking account, she can't work. You're you're up a creek. And I think that um another interesting thing too is even in 2022, I uh, I did a podcast on this. The black woman has to work 242 additional days in order to uh get the equitable pay of her white counterparts still in 2022. And so, you know, um do I still enjoy, you know, did I enjoy my right, you know, ability to be employed at least and put a roof over my head and have food on the table? Yeah. Um uh 
and some some of that some people will never understand right it's just it's not in your bandwidth to understand that that same thing i've talked about how my white neighbors are not going to understand that if we put our house up for sale that i have to go and whitewash everything they're not going to understand that process and that's why i think that it's kind of difficult for there to be conversations of a sisterhood because um I've talked a little bit about how, too, there's actually studies that show that in some parts, it's easier for a white woman to manifest because they don't have the layers that we, that black women do. I don't want to make it a a limiting belief, but, um, and it doesn't mean that we can't manifest. It just means you kind of have to, you know, jump over a couple more hurdles or kind of have, be a little bit more self-aware of what's going on and, and just push through it. It's kind of like, Okay, um, because even the conditioning, I think, for black women is kind of like, we hear you're ugly way more frequently and way more often at a way earlier age than I think other demographics of other women do. It's even things like we've uh, just within the last year, was it a little baby that she was born and the baby couldn't even, she hadn't even opened her eyes. She was just literally a couple of hours old. And her parents were talking about like, oh, she came out dark. Oh, I thought she was going to have pretty eyes. Oh, I thought her hair was going to be prettier. The baby was not even two hours old. Okay. Other societies, they are, they go through the quote unquote regular process of loving the moment that the umbilical cord is cut and trying to see if it looks like more like the mom or the dad but you don't have this imprint of pretty hair pretty eyes darker light skin it's more likely like oh she looks more like her mom or she looks more like her dad or you know trying to get some sleep and you know what's their personality are they starting to like wake up and that type of thing right but we're not hours out of the womb coming out with with those types of imprints I've talked about how even growing up and from an early age, I mean, it's still in pigtails and going to church and and getting bullied along with other girls for the texture of her hair or for just being dark and all of the things that are supposed to be so funny with that. And then growing up as a teen, growing up in Southern California, right? So, but I say all that to say feminism you know, we talked about earlier, can there be two realities? Feminism is not for everyone, coincidentally, but it does benefit everyone, right? So I think for as much as we now have the privilege of being able to even, you know, go to our checking account and withdraw money at a drive through it's like, if you hate feminism that much, then just Close out your your checking account. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna not gonna be that. <laughs> that wasn't nice. I know. I need it, and I could probably just go back and take that out. But what I'm saying is, feminism served a purpose, and you can even see the disparity between um, when I talk about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. How for Black women it was so basic, right? We needed the food, the shelter, the um, warmth just basic and not being employed, not being employed for equal wages. I can't imagine how stressful it had to be, you know, where 
it's like, even though, so what would end up happening back then is the white woman would be like, well, you know, they hired me, but they're not paying me as much as Brad. And the black woman's like, well, one, I'm not getting hired. And then I'm making even less than you, right? It's like, I have to work 245 days more to make the same thing for the same labor. You and me have the same job title. We're going in, clocking in the same nine to five, you know, I have my kids to take care of. You have your kids to take care of. He comes in. He has the same job title, same level of exertion, and he gets five times more than you do. You get paid three times more, and I have to work an additional, in 2022, 243 days additional to make the same amount as your white counterparts for the same job title, same job description, everything, right? So... So when you talk about all of these um, bills and things that try to address that, yeah, that benefits me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but if you're not a black person, that, that's not on your radar. So then now it feels like, oh, you're just an angry black woman. Just do your job. And, you know, if you work harder and if you impress them, you know, and, and if you, maybe you're just not showing up or maybe you're, you have an, a bad attitude and that's why they don't want to pay you. And maybe it's because you're not as educated and maybe it's because, you know, you don't have the best credentials and stuff, which by the way, I'm trying to get as many <laughs> women over to the passive income lifestyle, not only for the tax benefits, but just the, the, the toll it takes on your psyche. But, but yeah, you know, and, and it's so funny. I've been on both sides of the spectrum, right? And the same way I'm revisiting conversations about what it means to be a woman and to have to birth a child and to get back into another relationship to fulfill a purpose or something like that, right? This is this is um my the language I'm using right now, right? Same way I've had to kind of over the period of time explore what it means to to look at feminism sometimes i thought it was good sometimes it it was bad but the when it became a reality to me is when i thankfully have someone explaining to me it's like listen as a black woman you didn't have you couldn't have a checking account you couldn't drive you couldn't vote you couldn't get hired and you weren't getting paid fairly so to me the feminist movement means something completely different Right. It's and, and it's so funny because I would still remember the comment I made a couple of podcasts a couple of days ago. And yes, I've been through some things, too. So me being single right now feels like freedom in my life path, and my journey. And maybe it wasn't fair of me to impose that on someone, on a woman that's in a car with her husband and possibly kids and make it seem that she has to be single like me to be happy. OK, Touche, fair enough, you know, she um, is probably happy to, to do that. So it's not for me to infer that on her. But um, when I said, this is freedom, right? I still remember how I felt when I said it. I'm like, this is freedom. And I had my hand up in the air like, libre, you know, just freedom type of a thing. And it's being able to drive my own car. I'll go withdraw you know, money from my account. Um, I had just made a purchase earlier in the day. And 
to be able to to enjoy that without because can you imagine what my life would be like if I didn't have a husband? I wouldn't be able to get a job, so I'd be a burden to my parents. And let's say I did what did have the opportunity to have um passive income back then. Still couldn't have a checking account, so I would have to go to my dad to withdraw my money for him. He's in Costa Rica right now. So that means I would have to be in Costa Rica with my mom and my dad. And then once my dad passes away, would the, those rights now pass on to my, my brothers? And I would have to kind of like stay in good communication with them so that, you know, I can, okay, can you please withdraw money so I can pay my mortgage and my car note and my light note, my, my light thing, you know, type of a thing. And just dependent on them, you know, um, I think that the feminist movement is kind of, um, you kind of have to ask yourself who would be more resistant to it. And I think it would be kind of like the patriarchy, right? It can translate into other things. And and it's kind of interesting too. And I'm going to go to bed because I'm kind of sleepy and I'm so grateful too, though. I'm going to, and I didn't take my PM collagen today. I didn't take any of my vitamins and that could be a part of it too. I have migraines, um, kind of got hit with the deep wave of depression, if I'm quite honest. Haven't felt like this in, in about at least six months. And, but haven't felt like this since in about six months, but also not that like the darkest that I ever felt was like about a year, two years ago. That's how dark it feels, but I haven't felt like that for a long time. So just kind of, um, listen supplements are important right um but um yeah I don't know and so if if I think to me it's kind I want to believe and I want to make sure that there's an understanding because I, I part of when you're on these podcasts too or approaching it the way that I am um it's documenting my progress and it makes me reflect back on things I've said in the past and what message I'm conveying, but it's going to be important for me moving forward that I'm understanding of where you are in your life path and your journey. Because like, for example, um, I remember I had a friend from uh, Jamaica and so she came here to study and it was really kind of funny because she would be looking at the same things that I was looking at completely different. I remember one time a police officer pulled up behind me and I started shaking. I was trembling like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get pulled over. Like I just went into real anxiety and she was just could not understand what was happening and what was going on and she's like she just it was weird like we were she just was like what and so when once they left like I just went back like into a normal state and like regular breathing type of a thing um but she just and but and and at that time she didn't even have a driver's license either but she didn't understand the race relations here in the U.S. and it was funny too because same thing too um it became evident over the course of that relationship, like that friendship, that she didn't really understand the dynamics of, of race in the U.S. And it really did cost her like it's one of those things where you don't really want to condition people or kind of bring them down a little bit. But it's kind of like um, 
just kind of like, yeah, no, they, um, cause, cause she was very smart, right? She was very smart. And so she couldn't understand why she wasn't getting employed. And, um, this, she had straight 4.0 GPA all across the board, period. Every single class was an A, period, period. And what would happen too is she would submit her resume. She would write and do projects. And then it's like she would come in for the interview or she would, you know, come in and they would see her and it'd be kind of like this whole kind of like, oh, well, thank you for your time. But And it's like she had a hard time understanding that too. There was another um, time too. This is kind of... um. The, the reverse of it, right? Just when I talk about the worldview and understanding other people, and it's going to take conversations for the sisterhood to kind of understand that we are, you know, have different needs. Um, And I can see how it was insensitive, right? Um, But one of the things, and someone just came up, I want to watch this video. Um, <laughs> one of the things that came up was um her family's house had gotten flooded in Jamaica and so she was telling me about how you know this happens every year and at some point I was like what, what? and it just slipped out of my mouth y'all I was um, you know a little bit uncouth but I felt a little bit comfortable enough to say it but I felt bad that was a moment in my life where I'm like I just kind of keep my mouth shut more and, and kind of so but I was like, why would you want to stay there if it flooded? After one year, I would just move. And she looked at me and then I was like, oh, snap. I was like, well, no, you know, I understand, you know, if, if you don't have the money to move or that type of thing. And she's like, yeah, that is our house. That's where we live. That's where I grew up. I don't want to move and type of thing. And I'm like, but your house gets flooded every year, every year. But I was like, at that point, I was like, you know, you know what? I'm being insensitive. Let me just, you know. kind of just be, I've never had my house flooded before. So, and that's how I thought I would have handled it, but, but just no, no empathy. And I think empathy, I talk about how, you know, for an ideal partner in a, in a husband, it would be nice that they're empathetic, right? That they can kind of walk a mile in your shoes or kind of understand where you're coming from. And so what does it mean for you? What does it take for you to become empathetic? Right? What does it mean for you to see the other person's perspective? What does it mean for you to understand that there's more outside of you? And there's the same way because it's so interesting, especially when we talk about feminism if you had got me in college, I'd have been like, okay, cool. This is what it is. This is the textbook version of what they told us. Excuse me. Wow. And um, and then if I'm going to be quite honest and frank, because this is Musings of a Divine Feminine, right? And I kind of share my perspective uh, so you can understand me a little bit better. Going through the whole pro-black part of like feminism is bad um, type of a thing and anti- and then I still remember the breath of fresh air when it was contextualized to understand what feminism meant and and what I consider to be a healthy perspective in the sense of like um, 
yeah, how that would have impacted my life. Just being able to buy my own car, to drive my own car, to have my driver's license, to have a checking account, to at least be employed, right? So still kind of a little bit of a lag or a lot of a lag between getting equal pay, you know? Um, but, but if it wasn't for feminism, like, and especially when you, and, and so, you know, some people will say, well, it's just negative because how it affects families. Um, I have to unpack that a little bit. I'm not quite a hundred percent sure what, what, um, I have to kind of revisit what that means because, when it's presented to me in that way, I don't see how driving my own car or having my own checking account contributes to the breakdown of a family. I, you know, I think that also if it's talking about the independent, there's a difference between being independent and self-sufficient in my opinion. So, um, it, it put women in a position where they weren't dependent, didn't have to be dependent on a male figure. Um, and so if that creates the breakdown of, of a family unit, you know, it, it it's kind of like one of those things, too, where um, I don't want to use the, the example that came to mind because that was a little bit more graphic, but. To wipe out feminism and its contributions, um, it's that's why I started off by saying it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but everyone, m- most women, majority women here in the United States benefit from it, right? Um, and some more than others. I think the women that benefit from the ability to have a job and a checking account are those women that um, are not married and women that have children and don't have a husband, right? But feminism, um, there are people who are married and the husband provides for the kids and feminism doesn't seem as important to them. But I think that they still get the benefits that came out of that movement, which include the checking account, um, being able to be employed if they desired, um, and, and other stuff like that. I don't really want to spend too much time on it. That's not my area of expertise. I I would probably, um, what I want to do probably in the next day or two is just Pull, revisit the goddess oracles and just kind of reaffirm for ourselves what our purpose is. I My thesis, because I, I believe life is a curriculum, right? For those of you who kind of like understand uh, academia from, you know, elementary school into high school and college and, and beyond, you know, your curriculum, they every grade you have certain key lessons that you're supposed to learn. And I feel like for me, Part of what got added to my curriculum is exploring what is the purpose of a woman, you know. Um, is it giving birth and being in a relationship? Because if that's the case, I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> I have failed. Let me just check out right now and start all, all over. But I already said I'm not. I don't want to come back. I'm good. 
let me be a uh, an ancestor but um and I'll be like very much like a Lakshmi type of ancestor I love anything that has to do with like good fortune spoiling lots of money wealth of like if you just whisper my name musings of a divine feminine it's like boom five thousand dollars in your checking account <laughs> Right, no, but um, if I were an an ancestor, so but um, and 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 oh, oh, like health and wealth, yeah. So, if if you were to like, pull my oracle card in the future, you know, like one day maybe I'll be immortalized as an oracle card or something. It, and I've talked about this before too. You would definitely have radiant skin, long, curly, forcey hair. And again, so not everybody's going to want to pull that card because not everybody's trying to have 4C hair up in these streets. <laughs> but listen, long, beautiful 4C hair, melanated skin, but radiant, supple skin, toned body, toned abs, long legs, like the, the beautiful attributes that come with that. I would say um, definitely just healthy all around and um, vibrant and energetic and really wealthy like you're able to just um enjoy the really finer things of life like fine um, linen fine bedding nice cars nice food um assistance around the house if you need it uh, you know just a beautiful life like if i were your ancestor and you pull my oracle card, I would work behind the scenes to make that happen for you. But let me get off of here now. This, this, y'all, in many ways, this is my saving grace. It, um, it's therapeutic. <laughs> but I hope it I, it kind of helped for you too. I think what I was um, starting off to say was analyze, you know, be patient with people too. Because if you had had this conversation with me at three different points in my life, Feminism would have meant something completely different to me. But what's interesting to me is how to understand what how it applies to me specifically because when it's a broad stroke over black and white women, it means something different. If it's a broad stroke over black women, it uh, means something different. And if you look at even the modern woman, right, and what that would mean for my life, it's also completely different. Right. And um, I think for people who come from other countries, it, it can it can seem different, too. Right. And so um, I feel like. If you're coming from a place where they're hiring you and they, you know, obviously think that you're beautiful and they're marrying within their their own race type of a thing and you don't have those um extra layers it's not going to translate the same to you it's not going to translate as freedom to you um it's just even things like literally being able to just let my hair down like even in it and this is a this is another example too (laughs) So in California in 2022, they just passed the Royal Crown Act. And it has to do with black women being able to wear their natural hair at work. 
So leading up to that, you would have had a lot of angry black women complaining, you know, in Spanish, quejando about the being able to just wear their natural hair. And to everyone else, you know, that has straight hair or in their natural hair, like you just can't wrap your head around it. Like, what do you mean? What do you, I don't understand. I, I just wash my hair and I go or I pin it up or I braid it or, you know, style it and I go to work. But the mere fact that we had to pass that in California and it meant something to me that that act meant something to me. It was a part of a movement. I've mentioned this before, too. I have a 4C here, right? So um, I don't have that. Type. And it's even things like, um, thankfully, I don't know how, but the, the school that I went to, um, it wasn't as bad, but I've heard of other little girls where like they can't have their hair braided or um, even like if you, I think even if you still wanted like your daughter to be a ballerina in 2022, they can't have braids in their hair. And I, I guess it's probably different for California now. They can't have braids in their hair, but so how then, how do you make it manageable? You'd have to straighten it, perm it to make it straight or blow dry it out, Right. From an early age, but again, that's something that other other people can't really comprehend, right? Um, you know, it even kind of reminds me of like how the the stuff like when um, Kanye says slavery was a choice, you know, um, and. You look at how the black community reacts to what he said and how detached. Because when I talk about earlier about how um, that's a fair mind, like, oh, my God, God forbid I end up like Kanye, where I just say insensitive things like that, where like slavery was a choice, you know. And then when you look at how the J community handles the insults that are hurled at them, you know, regarding, and it's so straight up disrespectful. And again, but you know, the things that are said surrounding like the Holocaust and their experience and what they went through, and they, you know, I can empathize a little bit because of the our history with slavery, right? But they dare not speak ill of themselves among themselves, right? So. Even though we both have that trauma in our community, in the J community versus the black community, a Jewish woman is going to have a sense of belonging in her community because her men are not bashing on her. And she knows that her men are going to come to the defense of anybody who speaks ill of that, that, um, of that, that stuff that happened in their history. And so it gives you a sense of belonging and it just gives you a sense of being able to rest in your femininity, I think, for for them. But in contrast, over here, it's kind of like, 
our own black guy is telling us that slavery was a choice. Like, why are you kidding me? It's like white people already don't, you know, don't want to teach the critical race theory and all this stuff and trying to give us a hard time. And then now you're going to be inside our camp saying that kind of stuff. That's stressful. But, but, and so, you know, how, how do I have a sisterhood with, with, a with someone and, have those conversations about what slavery means it means two different things to us right um when you talk about the j holocaust versus the black holocaust and and you know for the extent of time that it happened with the j holocaust it was for a shorter period of time for the black holocaust uh, spanning 400 years and still Dealing with the implications that come with that, the race relations, our self-identity, you know, what is beautiful, what is our worth? Am I just worth my labor? You know, just chewed up and spit out by the, by the, and I can see the visual of it, but I'm, I'm sleepy, so I should go to bed, but the, the gears of life, you know, just kind of everybody hard pressed and we are just masses of bodies that are a labor force for the elite. You know? And so then it takes you to other things like I I uh, I mentioned my thesis I think moving forward is going to be what is the purpose of a woman I know we've been exploring um what the purpose of of a man is and it's helpful to me too because do I how do I be the um mirror that in my femininity do I stay in the in the past or do I move forward do I mastermind my way through things can I um Move nature around me in a certain way. You know my ecosystem, um, or you know what is a human being? I mean, if you really wanted to take it there, being a human being is is means two different things to I think people, right? At a time when you just wanted to be viewed as a human being, you know when you even talk about medical apartheid, it's still something that still happens I still remember this was just a couple years ago um uh uh and it happens throughout life and you just push through it right um but the microaggressions can add up sometimes I remember I was so um sick I was coughing really bad and I actually coughed up some green stuff, but I, I was taking chlorophyll at the time, but it was just like, I coughed it up. It was, I didn't throw it up. It was weird. So, um, I finally drove myself to the hospital and I went to the ER and I really thought I, I felt like I was going to die type of a thing. I could barely breathe and they kept me in the ER for, um, I want to say like about an hour, could have been almost two hours. And then when I finally went in, they didn't even send a doctor in. They sent a physician's assistant. 
And when I tell you he only spent five minutes with me, and the only reason he spent five minutes with me was because I demanded that um, I get something for my because co- I was coughing and I could barely breathe. He came in and he looked at my chart and he's like, what's the problem? I'm like, I'm having a really time, a hard time breathing. I'm coughing. I've been coughing nonstop for three days. And I feel like I'm going to pass out and that type of thing. He takes out his stethoscope, puts it on my chest. And he's like, nope, you're breathing fine. Um. So, and I'm like, well, so, and he was like, that that was it. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, you know, just give it a couple of days. And if you need anything, come back. And I'm like, I came to ER. Like, I'm telling you, I went for three days, like, severe coughing. I, I barely had enough energy to drive here. And just talking about it makes me almost want to cry a little bit. remember what it was I had to exactly tell him but I was like listen I just had to just fight for my case when I tell you he was there literally five minutes down to the second and I said look I'm having a difficult time breathing I've been severely coughing up stuff I don't know what's wrong with me I was like where's the doctor he's like no I'm not bringing the doctor in I was like you have to give me something So he scribbles out a prescription and he is gone. That's it. Five minutes in the ER for pulmonary. So I I go to the um, pharmacist. I get my prescription. He told me to wait a couple more days to take it. Okay. He's like, oh, I shouldn't be giving this to you. But, you know. I'll just I'll just give it to you anyways, but don't take it for a couple more days. And I'm like, sir, type of a thing. So I go home. I take it immediately. Do you know that that night, the symptoms, I mean, within a couple of hours, they went away, went completely away. I don't know what it was. And it was like a three day prescription, but you had to take it like every six to 12 hours or something. And I never had that issue again, but I mean, within hours and I was suffering for three days. So when you tell me that things like medical apartheid still don't apply or they don't exist, that's why I feel like non-black people will never understand let alone we're trying to do this whole sisterhood thing no they'll never understand when i tell you like even things were um and 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 it's so cool i got one of my other i call them my babies um from when i was in in church and i'd had the younger kids that I used to help out and and grew up with. And so one of them just added me on Facebook. But but another one of my babies, she um, got married and she had her first child and she almost died. This was this year. The baby's only like 
six months old or something like that. So cute. But she went in and she told them she wasn't feeling good. And they said, no, you're fine. And they tried to send her back. And um, I guess something along the lines of her mom was there. And I mean, within um, the, the husband called his mom who worked at the hospital. And the mom came. And I mean, if they had sent her home within half an hour, they said she would have died because she started to have like a not cardiac arrest, but just major complications. I mean, within the half an hour and they were sending her back home. And it's even hearing my my babies say that that stuff is real. She's like, I cannot believe I almost lost my life. If it wasn't for my husband acting quickly and my mom, my mother-in-law working at the hospital to come and check on me, she said they were ready to send me home. And she's like, to think that it would be for anything just for being black and, you know, always being told that, oh, we're supposed to be strong and... The idea that black women don't have pain or we can tolerate more pain or we're just making things up, you know, and then it leads to complications later on. That stuff is still very real for us. Still very real for us, you know. Um, and I, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's even the things like the gaslighting of like, well, you know, don't be a victim to it. I think you acknowledge it and you try to navigate through it the best way you can. We still have racism and systematic racism when it comes to housing. But I still bought my house. I look forward to buying another house. And, you know, am I going to have to pay more or face discrimination in my loans or stuff or have it underappraised? Yeah, but, it, it, you know, I still see the value in home ownership. And hopefully it's things I can pass on to my godkids and maybe the world will be a, a better place you know, where they can get fair value for their home, but it's not going to stop me from getting a home. I'm aware of the hurdles, if that kind of makes sense. And I'm not going to make that hold me back from trying to buy a home, um, just like everything else, right? So, but, all right, y'all. It is now 2.47 in the morning, and I'm going to see if this content creator is still live. And just hear what they're talking about. All right, y'all. Bye. <laughs>